1: Thank you so much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky. Williams, Sam Claflin joined us to talk about his new movie, The Corrupted, Rama*. We're in the studio to talk about their new album, Madonna and the Spice Girls. The Man of a Thousand Voices, John Coleshaw, was as always brilliant with some of his best impressions and Nick Butter told us all how to survive. Five incredible endurance challenges after three years of running marathons all over the world. All of that and more on the
0: way. Enjoy my friends, enjoy! From starring in Hotel Babylon, Homeland and Suits to playing with Robbie Williams' bongos, our next guest has done it all. Returning to our screens in the third and final season of Jamestown, tomorrow night at 9pm on Sky One, please welcome the weirdly relieved Manchester United fan, Max Beasley! Alright, good
1: morning Max, I don't know where to start! I mean, good morning, honestly, we'll get on to Jamestown because we must do Jamestown yeah. Series 3 Episode 1 final series tomorrow Friday 26th story from 9pm on Sky 1 uh, Robbie Williams Bongos let's go there first
2: wonderful <laughs> wonderful <laughs> wonderful to play
1: but this is a real thing
2: isn't it I mean, yeah. people yeah.
1: don't know come on tell them if they if they don't know
2: yeah no 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 uh, I went on tour with Robbie in 2003 and 6 and uh, we did the Nebworth gigs which was amazing and then Ireland and then all over Europe actually which was fantastic but he has also got a nice set of bongos
1: now for people who don't know about the Nebworth gigs there was a big, there was a big rivalry at the time. Bizarrely, That's and you, right. you couldn't write it. And you might not believe it now, but believe me, back then it was true. There was massive rivalry between Robbie Williams and Oasis.
2: That's right. And um, I actually remember being in the um, house with Rob saying, and him saying, We're gonna, uh, "Do you know the Oasis boys did two two nights at Nebworth?" And I was like, "Well, there's, you know, a big band, and they're they're good." and he said, well, we should do three. I'm going to do three. I said, well, do you think that would go well? He said, uh, yeah, I think it was. And it sold immediately, I and mean, it was amazing. So, yeah, it was true. It was a huge, huge rivalry between the boys. Well,
1: I think Oasis set the record for, two, for the attendance of two gigs in Britain ever yeah and so Rob said okay we're going to do three and he still holds the record yes. for that doesn't he yes yes
2: I think it's like 138, 135,000 a night so okay. it was over amazing. half a million in three you, days yes yeah, something like that to, yeah. to
1: see basically one headline act and yeah. it was
2: it was Robbie and, and you, yourself yeah. yeah, were there three nights on the bounce those three nights on the bounce see,
1: you see how on earth do you get to the second one after coming down from the first one? And the third one? Well, that's on another planet, isn't it?
2: I know. And actually, we came over the, the Nebwith actual... The, the, the site on the helicopter. And I made the mistake of saying to Rob, um, ''Brother, look at that. It's a bit weird. They're all here for you, man.'' And he went, oh, that's the worst thing they could have said to me. <laughs> and I said, no, look, from the scaffolders, the, the the riggers, and then to the to the people coming to see, it's a lot of pressure, kid. And he was like, you need to stop talking, brother. I've got to get in the zone, you know. But he, he did. He was an am- he's, he's an amazing front man. And those gigs were, um, I, I have watched it recently, about two months ago. That that actual show, you can see it on DVD, and um, it is phenomenal, man. It's infectious, you know. He's a, he's a great front man. <laughs> okay,
1: so Max, uh, Jamestown Series Three, Episode One. When did acting come to you, first of all? After all, this is what an illustrious career you've had.
2: Um, yeah, 94. I was working with... Um, we did Berlin MTV Awards with George Michael. I was playing drums for George. And then um, I was in the studio with... It sounds like I'm name-dropping, but it was just like... It was my life. And um, I was recording with George Benson in the studio. And um, I watched Raging Bull... And um, I went. I want to do that. So I went to New York and started studying with the method there, acting coach. And that was that was the ch- that was the change.
1: But it's funny because you were blessed when you? you were blessed with this talent for music. Uh, and yet you went, OK, I fancy the acting. Mm. So so w- what is that about? Tell us about that decision.
2: Um, it's about, um, unfortunately, suffering from perfectionism. And, um, you know, you never achieve that. and uh, But you're always striving to be better. And with the acting, I knew that I wasn't as good as I was a musician. Right. And I knew there was a road to travel. And uh, so I wanted to try and perfect it. Uh, and it's, it's taken many years, but, um, you know, I do all right.
1: So what's happened to Jamestown now?
2: I think it's there. I think they, they've restored it. It's an historical b- uh, place for people to visit. And they have, you know, people dressed up in the garb and everything. And, and, and they do like... So some, we can go? You could go.
1: It's like El Dorado. Do you remember El Dorado? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I do.
3: Oh, God, it's amazing.
1: OK, so so you finished it. You were together for how many years, you and the rest of the gang?
2: Three years. Three years. OK, yeah.
1: um, please tell me there's a big a big end of series celebration.
2: Oh yeah, well, well, there Not... was a, there was a huge end of series celebration, yeah. but I was I I reside in in America, so I was on a plane, so I missed it. Oh no! A, yeah. Do you live in America now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereabouts do you live? Um, Los Angeles. Okay, how, how's that? How are the Brits out there? I don't really see a lot of Brits out there. Um, right. We live in we live up in um, Mulholland and, and, and Beverly Glen, Sherman Oaks, so we stay a bit away out of West Hollywood. Right. And eventually, now I've got two little girls and. Uh, I think it's imperative for, the, for them not to grow up in Los Angeles. I want to get down to uh, Laguna Beach eventually.
1: So many people have said that. Um, so many people who've been over there and then have had kids or the kids have begun begun to come of school age and have yeah. said it was brilliant but not anymore. We don't want them to be there at school. The traffic is apparently makes, make, makes this like a
2: walk in the park. The ocean, man, that's what yeah, it's all about. Yeah, of
1: course, I'm with you, I'm with you. We have this permanent question on the show. You can give us your take on it. Sure. OK, do we think um, that happy people are drawn towards living by the ocean, or do we think that living by the ocean turns you into a happy person? The latter. You think so? Yeah.
2: I think depressives are drawn to living by the ocean. Right. And I think the ocean gives them some serenity.
1: Well, you would know. But that's <laughs> another conversation for another day, isn't yes. it? Uh, Jamestown Series 3 Episode 1 Starring uh, Max Beasley And all his pals Don't miss it And you can catch up On Series 1 And Series 2 On Sky 1
4: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show With Sky Virgin Radio Well look I'm, I'm jealous of Pretty much everybody
5: Who's running on Sunday who remember <laughs> remembered to enter. to enter What a plunker But I'm especially jealous Of you Nick Butter Good morning Good morning, Good morning Nick How um, So tell everybody Tell everybody What you have been doing And what you are are continuing to do
6: okay yeah i've been doing a lot of running um so over the last 18 months or so i have been attempting to set the world record for running a marathon in every country in the world the whole point of the trip is to try and raise some money for uh, prostate cancer uk um yep absolutely um and i've just flown back in from Kabul. so I've, after completing marathon number 136
1: gosh so you're how many countries are there
6: 196 so 60 to go. How hang
1: oh, on. minute. you deferred to him for that. Normally you, you take like a claim <laughs> yeah. that you know the, how many countries there are. <laughs> well, it
5: sort of depends, don't you, on who you decide is the arbiter of how many countries there are. You okay. could go well, with Nick, is you could go with FIFA or you could go with the UN or you could go with Nick. And I'm going I, I'm I'm with you, Nick. Nice. So no, 196 today today's with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, look what oh, that's really cool as well. Look at that on your wrist. Yeah, quite a lot. Can it's, you explain what it is, please? We're on the radio. Yeah, we're on the radio. This, yeah, the radio. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> uh,
6: many, many bracelets uh, from all over the world. Um, they're very yeah, cool. Just, they're
1: very doody. They're leather, they're beads. Yeah. It's, yeah, it kind they're, of they makes make you look cool but
6: I'm really not. You are? Of There's course no, you're cool. I'm not.
1: You no. Okay, Before we get any further, um, have you had uh, your own prostate checked? Uh, no, because I'm not old enough. Right, no, but it's never too early. Right, come on, over here. Can, <laughs> I'm getting up as I speak. Tell us some stories, Nick. Tell us some stories. It's very rare. <laughs> welcome, welcome to show business.
5: <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which countries have been especially exciting? Which countries have been especially wonderful?
6: There's, there's been so many. I, I mean, I've ran around erupting volcanoes in Guatemala. Um, I have. Sorry, what erupting vo- volcanoes? Yeah, around in 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 uh, Antigua. In, in, you yeah, in,
1: can't move in, for the vessels. Seriously, it's,
6: honestly, there's so many. I, I ran with a thousand kids in uh, El Salvador. Uh, running around the um, UN compound in Kabul just yesterday. Um, so, yeah, it's yesterday. Been, it's been, yeah, yesterday. Okay,
1: what did you do yesterday that can be that? A7222. <laughs> Come on, anybody go up against that
5: in any way, shape or fashion. 26.2 miles around the UN. What's it like? Compounding Kabul. It's amazing,
6: yeah. We were going we to try and get out and, and, and see the city, but obviously there's reasons why you can't do that. Um, so we, we took the decision to run around the compound. It's about um, a kilometre and a bit around. And so I had lots of people running with me. honestly it was amazing the people there were just fantastic Um, but everywhere I've been whether it's school kids whether it's uh, teachers or loads of families that I've stayed with I think I've stayed with close to about 70 families around the world Um, and so I'm very, very lucky, yeah. So I've gone all the way from the, the west west of the world all the way through. So North America started in Canada in, in Toronto on January the 6th last year, which was minus 25 degrees C, which was horrible. And then we've all the way through the, the Caribbean down into South America. I've done four months in Africa last year, so I've done about 70% of Africa. Um, and just in a couple of days after the London Marathon, I will go to Ethiopia to continue another three months in Africa. What have you learned? Oh, I've learned so much. Most of all, it feels like I'm kind of colouring in a map of the world. And and, and you think you have these preconceived ideas of everywhere that you've been, and then you start to realise that you really know nothing, and you learn more and more and more about a place. And even Afghanistan, you know, absolutely beautiful country. And so, I've learned more than I can really comprehend. But I'm going to try and try and put it all down and, and
5: talk about it again. All right. So you've run 140 or 36, yeah, 36 marathons in, in, in the last year or so. Yeah. Um, give us three killer tips for anyone nervous about London on Sunday. Ah, uh, get some sleep. Go to sleep early.
6: Uh, and don't try and race definitely don't do that because I was listening to you earlier definitely got to kind of take it easy for 20 miles and then blitz it at the end um, and, and enjoy it because
1: yeah. you, you, enjoy everybody it. tries enjoy to it. kind of enjoy think it. about enjoy times and it. I see enjoy so many it. nervous people Paula said to me expect three issues so if it's going yeah. really well uh, that's when you need to get ready for an issue and they may not happen but she that's said so expect true. about three yeah yeah and yeah. it's it's just good to about have 26 that for me Chris out of all the marathons that you've run so far uh the most beautiful oh um I think either Guatemala
6: or Honduras there's there's some amazing places that I really wasn't expecting to to be beautiful um obviously the Caribbean islands are great I was but, gonna say when you uh, said yeah. that though, quite fancy stuff. We're not sure about Canada you? were you in Barbados or yeah, you somewhere us or us you in Barbados. yeah 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 it was very early four o'clock in the morning for me yeah uh, no we didn't feel sorry for you at all <laughs> We still, were in Barbados and we
1: still don't. <laughs> Um the, the, the really cold one minus 20 odd degrees yeah. okay what was that again Toronto Toronto okay how do you warm up for a cold marathon <laughs> get out of bed and hope for the best
6: really? <laughs> um, no I, I was so underprepared I was expecting about minus eight and I I didn't really take much and so I had to literally borrow everything I didn't have gloves I was so underprepared my fault great to see you Nick thank Thank you so much
1: you're very welcome anything you want to plug before you go
6: Uh, yeah please can I just plug uh, prostate cancer UK obviously I'm raising money for them Um, we're trying to do this national screening programme one one man dies every 45 minutes from prostate cancer and it's one of those things that we really need to get out there and they
1: don't need to and
6: they really don't need to and I'm so eager to raise this money so we can get that screening programme going Um, and also obviously please plug myself because I want people to follow the trip and either come and run with me especially in Athens so on Instagram my name is Nick Butter Run um, and the website Website is running the world 196. So oh. anyone wants to get involved, send me
1: messages, please do. Nick Butter Run. Okay. Prostate cancer, uh, if discovered um, soon enough, the most preventable cancer in the world. Absolutely. If discovered too late hardly preventable at all.
4: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show
0: with Sky Virgin Radio. Kit ready, blister plasters in place, ice bath waiting and chafing cream on red alert. The London Marathon is almost upon us. This year's official charity, our Dementia Revolution, and here to tell us all about it are Barbara's revolutionaries. The incredible marathon first-timers, Scott Mitchell and Tanya Franks. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Tanya. Good right. morning. How are
1: you both? Very good. Yeah,
7: you? we're here. We're ready. Okay. Are you pumped? We're getting there. We're getting, I'm, I'm slow, pumped for so me. But that's the right thing to do.
1: Don't get too pumped too soon because you're going to use vital energy that you're going to need during the race. So, Tanya, of course, superstar of EastEnders. Thank Tan, you. How are you? I'm
8: very good. No, you look you.
1: extremely fit. Have you been running a long time?
8: I've no, I've, no. This is my first time that I've ever run in my life. So I hadn't run be- until two weeks before Christmas, and four months later, I've just done 21 miles. Oh, so you've
1: done your big long run. I've well done. done. A big one. So, how did you get involved in Dementia Revolution?
8: Uh, well. Barbara contacted EastEnders and asked if any of the cast wanted to run for the marathon for dementia revolution, and uh, I just leapt on it like a shot because I have Alzheimer's in my family right. at the moment, and uh, and so therefore it was it was a natural fit. Okay, yeah.
1: but you're, you're very, like, so you, you do keep fit then? You've been keeping fit before?
8: Yeah, I mean, I've done stretching and yoga and, right. you know, periodically I do some fitness, but uh, I'm not an avid fitness person. I'm yeah. not somebody that's on it every week. I'm not somebody that does it all the time. But you look but after I've always yourself. had it in my life. I look after myself, I look after my diet. I was going to and... say,
1: it looks like you look yeah. after your diet. I do. Because, because, you know, keeping fit, if you if you can't move so much, it's 80% of what you put in and 20% what you what you put out there, isn't it, I suppose? Exactly. In uh, fact,
8: I look after my diet more than I look after my fitness, if that makes sense. Yeah, well,
1: they sort of feed off each other, don't they, really? Um, Which is bizarre, uh, because you're feeding less, but they feed off each other. Uh, So, Scott, you're leading the charge of this. How is Barbara, first of all? How is she at the moment? She's not too bad. She's not too bad. She's, as
7: I most likely have said quite a lot now, the evenings get really difficult for us, and that's the thing about uh, Alzheimer's, and you tend to get the confusion comes in a lot more during the evenings. But, you know, I... It's very important to know that there's still sides of Barbara which are such fun and, and you know, and we sit and we have such fantastic conversations and, and she's aware that you're very kindly one of Barbara's revolutionaries and she just thinks that's amazing and sends lots and lots oh, of love to well, you. She,
1: she, she is your Barbara and she's our Barbara. She's everyone's Barbara, obviously yes. yours more than most, but can we have a little bit of her, please?
7: That's Absolutely. Right. Listen. So she's sure. very
1: much aware of what's going on. That's the most important thing.
7: Yes, she is. She is. She, she's very excited. Um, unfortunately, she's not going to be there. Right. At at the finishing line, just had to make that decision because, you know, from what I've been told, it's my first, it's complete kind of... Organised chaos with three hundred <laughs> people a minute coming across the finishing okay. line, and and you know there was just complications. No, it's um, you have to it make an excuse o- for, but she will be watching on the telly. She will be watching absolutely.
1: All right, so uh, donate virginmoneygiving.com dot com slash Barbara's Revolutionaries to find out more. Visit DementiaRevolution dot org. Uh, how is your running going, Scott, my friend?
7: Well, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I've Reached 18 miles so far, and uh, obviously I'm not going to go beyond that until Sunday. I think that's a good idea. I've actually really taken to it, Chris. Uh, You know, I've absolutely loved what running has given me personally as well as what was the reason that we're doing it for this cause but um yeah it's something i've already signed up for the 10k at the end of may so so obviously carry
1: on on beyond
7: yeah obviously a little bit of addiction going on in there with the running but it's a healthy one and it makes me feel great (laughs) and it and it's actually been the best thing ever for my head Right. That's, that's what I love it just it just sorts out all that stuff that lingers in your head yeah. and I find that I can hear myself and breathe and well talk it gives you myself. a
1: little tap 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 rhythm which is a sort of in a way it's a sort of running mantra isn't it yes it, yeah. it calms you down it's all about your breathing you focus on that and then when it gets tough you can't think about anything else you know anything at all in the world no matter how serious things might be or how much things are worthy of your your focus and your attention you can't think of anything apart from running the next blimmin mile exactly. or getting to the next lamppost that's a good one isn't it go lamppost to when it gets really tough lamppost to lamppost spectator to spectator uh, cattle grid to cattle yeah. grid if you're in the new forest. Well, we were we,
5: we were talking just before we started talking on the radio, weren't we? And I, and I was saying, look, if, you, if you're if you worried about it, if you've if you run 10 miles and you're feeling just... tired, and why wouldn't you be after all? You've just run 10 miles and you think... And you've
1: got another 16 to I, go, If that's everyone. the thought that hits you, then that's,
5: that can be a little bit overwhelming. And you can think, well, I, ca- I just can't do that. I'm can't so tired now. But okay. don't worry about the 16 to go and don't worry about the 10. That are just, just get to the next mile marker, the next aid station. As you say the next tree, the next street corner, the next lamppost. Just concentrate on the step that you're taking at the yeah. time. Don't worry; the rest of the marathon will sort itself out and it won't help if you're worrying about it now.
1: Or the, and the great thing about the, the running the London Marathon uh, is that there's loads of people with loads of funny signs. So so if you get fed up of chasing yourself to the next lamppost or the next bend or whatever, get to the next you're running the marathon better than Trump's running The US Yes. Things like that. That's perfect. That'll be a perfect
8: mantra (laughs) for me. You get this all the time. You get this all the
1: time. Seriously, because you don't know this because you've never done it. No, No, that's right, exactly. You've you've been told about all the bands. Yeah. All the gospel oh, well, choirs, they're going to be out we, there.
8: We, we did the half marathon. We did do the Vitality half marathon, which was uh, about six weeks ago. Yeah. And actually, I mean, even with that, people came out and the bands that were playing there. And I've found a really nice thing for me while I'm running is singing. I really love singing out loud while I'm running because it kind of reminds me that I've still got a bit of energy left in my body. If I can vocalise it, yeah, that's a good point. Um, it tells me that I've still got something left to So what, to work what is your
1: go-to tune to keep I do going? Know, do you
8: know? Actually, the thing was when I did the half marathon was that there it was the bands whatever the bands were playing yeah. i just picked up on the it's song so and i used funny, it for the next it? mile
1: well you could you know you can run from lamp post to lamppost string station to string station band to band yeah. choir to choir yeah. and it's funny cuz when you hear one in the distance that gets you to them. Yeah. And then when you're there, you get this little shot of adrenaline or endorphins because music does that to people. Music yeah. is what feelings sound like. And then you run past them and you take that band with you for another quarter of I will go, yeah. right, the quarter of a mile, quarter of a mile, quarter of a mile. And it gets you oh, there. I'm so excited for you both. I'm honestly I'm so excited <laughs> Me too. for you Me both. too. Uh, right, Scott, Tanya, come on, who's in your gang? Tell us.
8: Okay, so we have uh Adam Woodjack is with us Jake Wood uh, Emma Barton who plays Honey uh, Natalie Cassidy who's brilliant she's a great new runner isn't she she's She's really strong actually Natalie Kelly Shirley uh, Jamie Borthwick and Jane Slaughter
1: All right, okay and apparently um, we keep refreshing on your website and it's creeping up it's creeping up. The money's creeping up. That's
7: brilliant news. Thank you, everybody.
1: Amazing. Thank you, you, thank you are you so more much. than welcome. And we are proud to be running. For, we are running for you this year ourselves. So that's that great. That is fabulous, and Thank Chris. you, Chris. Thank you. No, you're welcome.
4: You. The best of the Chris Evans
0: Breakfast Show. With Sky. The best entertainment all in one place. Virgin Radio. This Sunday, the streets of London will be awash with over 40,000 people running the 26.2 miles of the London Marathon. Joining us now are two people known for enjoying a leisurely shuffle from time to time. Please welcome the King and Queen of Marathon Commentary, Steve Cram and Paula Radcliffe. Good morning. morning. Look at you two.
9: Life personified. Best best intro ever. The King and Queen of
1: Marathon Commentary. And you are still the world uh, mile record holder. Thank you for that, Chris. (laughs) And you still look wonderful as well. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, So, Paula, nice to see you. Thanks for being here. Nice to see you. Thanks Thanks for hosting our lovely Children Need Bidders. Uh, What time do you start work on Sunday morning?
10: Uh, what time? Uh, she the thing about
1: Paula. She never knows
10: what's no, I going do, on. No, We've got a two-way at eight forty-six.
9: Yeah, but we've got to get up way before <laughs> that. Yeah, we're on air very early. Right. Um, uh, this year, the uh, w- the programme starts um, about eight thirty. BBC One. BBC One. Yep. Um, but well, we're on. A, we're right across all of the platforms, as they say these pan days. pan BBC? We pan BBC right <laughs> until about, f- almost till about four o'clock, I think. Um, so almost day. everybody will be able to watch uh, friends, family, except Vassos Alexander, pal- apparently, oh, here we go. crossing the finish line.
5: Here we go. Um, so,
1: yes. <laughs> Thank um, you, Steve. It there there didn't take long, this? did it? Paul, have you heard about <laughs> no. it? No. OK, Vassos forgot to enter.
3: <laughs> oh, no.
1: Have yeah. you ever And there's no... <laughs> oh, she hasn't! She's Paula Radcliffe! <laughs> Well, the question stands. Have you ever gone to enter a marathon? <laughs> no. No.
10: Uh, Vasus... I've entered quite late and they've, they've let me enter. Um,
1: <laughs> th- well, they might, yeah. And Vassar's thought he sort of had the same billing as you then
5: perhaps. Uh, no, I tell you what, I just, I forgot to fill in the form, but as I was saying earlier, I'm actually quite grateful for that because when you're a little bit removed from the from the maelstrom, that if you're if you're in the eye of the storm, if you're running, commentating, you know, you're, you're, you're a part of the game and you don't realise what a big game it is. What a, you know, like, you were saying Jamie Carragher didn't realise what a big deal it was playing for Liverpool until he stopped playing for Liverpool. The fact that I'm one step removed from the London Marathon makes me realise what a big deal it is. I'm, I mean, I'm thoroughly jealous. But, but of I course, also this year could be one of the best ever. You know, you've got Kipchoge against Mo Farah. Yeah, but I, the, I get to watch and streets... listen to that because normally <laughs> I'd be an hour behind them. Whereas now I can, I can. Will Mo Farah beat Elliot Kipchoge? That would be something, wouldn't it? It would be something. I think he's got a good chance, um,
9: despite everything that's been going on over the last 24 hours. Um, yeah, I do. So well, do you- here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Hmm. You know, uh, Elliot is, is the, uh, they call him the boss. You know, he's, he's, the, he's the best ever, all-time great marathon runner and has won his last nine. Um, but is he still getting better?
5: Don't know. Well, maybe, he's just, he's maybe. just broken the world record. But I
9: think Mo is still get, is getting better. Right, so you're going to find out? Yeah, we? yeah, like, find what do you think, no, though there'll,
10: there'll be at some point, what, what Steve's trying to say is only, everybody only has a finite number of top hard marathons in them and they're all different. And we don't know where Elliot's limit is. But at some point, he has to start coming down the other side because it happens to all of us. Uh, and Mo at the moment is still getting better with each one. So at some point that's going to cross. But that could be in Tokyo. That could be here. That could be in five years. We don't know.
1: Gomo, gomo. And uh, now talking of maranoia, right? Because uh, lots of people are getting maranoia. Uh, lots of first-time marathon runners are getting lots of maranoia. This might be the best maranoia I've ever heard of. Are you ready for this? Uh, Steve says uh, maranoia totally set in. Have you ever heard maranoia like this? I am running on Sunday. It's my first marathon. I am I am riven with maranoia. But even my friend Rachel has maranoia, and she's not running. Uh, now that's <laughs> the best. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the best I've ever. It is like when you're pregnant and then the. Whole- but yeah oh, i've got a tummy ache yeah phantom maranoia yeah. okay what did you ever get maranoia before a, a bit, bit yeah ahead? i mean i think what it's what kind of maranoia did you experience
10: um just i had the recurring dream that you just can't get your shoelace tied in time or you just <laughs> don't get you're too late to the start and you can't get to the start line and everybody's gone without you or you get sent the wrong way
1: you've in had the- those dreams <laughs> really yeah. that is unbelievable
10: in a marathon,
9: yeah. if your shoelace is untied, <laughs> you've got it's two hours, in, in your case, 15 minutes to tie your lace. Imagine a 1,500-metre runner, if we had to stop and tie it. That would, <laughs> that would be more stressful for a 1,500-metre runner.
10: I didn't mean in the race. You can't oh, get tied at the start line, so you can't get the knot tied properly, oh. and then you well, can't what, get to the start well, I
1: mean, line. Because the first time you ever... You do take so much care about everything. You know, tying your shoelaces tight enough. Four or five in, you don't worry about those things. I, I remember checking my... Uh, running shoes for stones about 15 times (laughs) between 9 o'clock and 10 o'clock about five years ago. You you get all that, don't you? And then you just relax about everything. Yeah,
10: you do get more relaxed. It's like anything. The more you do it, the more at home you become of it and with it, and you're also... Never excited as uh, as excited as the first time that Never, you do it ever. because it's so amazing. Yeah. But you expect that more and more each time, so it keeps you more relaxed. I think in the build up. And
1: the first one I ever ran, you came and gave me a pep talk, or I came to you on Friday and we had lunch together, didn't yeah. we? It was brilliant. Thank you so much. And that was your last one, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that and, was. And that was, and you experienced a little bit of what Vassos experienced about how much fun and how special marathons I are. I loved it. I you? loved. Was it the your favourite marathon? The, the, the your last one. I
10: think so. Yeah, because I. It was probably my most painful one and it was definitely my slowest. Um, But at the same time, I I I loved it.
1: What time did you finish it? 2.36
10: 236.
1: Slow. On it. How slow is that? What a loser. <laughs> 232. Seriously. Over <No>, six. <laughs> so, t- t- oh, 236, even worse. Oh, sorry, carry <laughs> on. Go
10: on. Um, no, but I loved it from start to finish because I was off the championship start. I was surrounded by runners the whole way yeah. and everybody was supporting each other. And I think you see the real party of the London because Marathon. Because you run
1: right? most of them on your own, didn't you? I suppose. Well,
10: you're not on your yeah. own because you've got thousands of people along the streets. Yeah, but, on the... but in the race, in the yeah, race you're on yeah. your own. You don't get that atmosphere S- all so around you.
5: Was that really more painful the 236 than say the 215.
10: Oh, yeah, because really? My, well, my Achilles was sore before I started. So yeah, and the it was you're kind out of there, sore the all the way through. So it's actually, like, yeah. I mean,
1: turn, I've yeah. always t- every time I meet Mo Farah, I say, Mo says to me, you're a better long-distance runner than me because you can run for five hours and I can only run for two. I say, "Oh yeah, no, we'll do, deal his, done. His it's longest ever run was three hours when he got lost. Yeah, I know. He said, <laughs> the other, the other he's thing. got two hours to go to get up yeah. to my standards. <laughs> Quick question to you. Uh, you're appreciating the London Marathon more this year, not running it, than you ever have done running it uh, because you have a different perspective yes, on
5: and, it. Yes, and that's what you need sometimes, yeah. don't you?
1: And You can sense all the excitement that's going on. And now that you've experienced that and you understand, and understand it a bit more... Uh, um which is brilliant and and really interesting for so many reasons um, you have that perspective now, so if somebody did give you a place now, I'd snap it up would you yeah right well we've got to... the whiz kids thing we talked about yesterday is 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 that possible Can't, i think apparently the London marathon give whiz kids the chance don't they the chance uh to 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 get or use up any returned or unused places. And they allow them to do that. But I think they're the only charity that they're allowed to do that because it's, it's big kids' charity. Um, so can we find out about that? That would be nice, wouldn't it? Now, talking to kids, you ready for this? Go on. Ready for this. Um, Haley uh, says... You're going to have to read it. I can't read it. I, can't, I won't get through it. I won't get through it.
5: Good morning, Chris. Can you say hello to my little family, Miles, Madison and Lacey? We're all sat in the car on the way to court in Cardiff for an adoption celebration. Today is the day our youngest daughter gets our surname. Very, very excited probably gonna do an ugly cry good luck with a marathon
1: that's lovely now if you taste the tears happy tears aren't (laughs) salty taste them they're not salty that's how you know the difference isn't it i never knew that sad tears are salty happy tears aren't you are right
3: they're cursed yeah yeah absolutely
1: Congratulations. What That's, a wonderful what a story. What better reason to go to court?
4: <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio.
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: Dapper Dave, over to you. He's a footballing titan, the captain of the Talksport <laughs> breakfast show ship, the talisman of very long lunches, and for one day only, our unexpected marathon running guru. It's the living legend, Alan Brazil! Yeah,
11: this is buzzing in here. Right. This is fabulous. Live band behind you, Castell. I know all day, By the way, these guys have been in early. I was in at six and they were here already. You were in at six today? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, 5.30, actually. 5.30. Well, 30. Well, well done, well done. And hey, by so- the way, great news. Go on. Well, great news. On, next Thursday. Next Thursday. Oh, right, 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 we right. have another one for the party. Yeah, we do. Kelly okay. Jones is coming in a minute. All Kelly's right. up for it.
1: Okay, so I haven't told Vastel yet. <laughs> okay, so next Thursday, I've stupidly agreed to go out with Alan for a drink. All right. I thought it was lunch at one o'clock. It's not. It's in the pub over the road at one minute past ten. <laughs> okay. And you've been warming up all week for this, haven't you? No. <laughs>
11: uh, one, no, one minute past ten is like one minute past two for most people. Yeah, so let's get it into it. Of course it is, and
1: that's fine. And responsible drinking has never been more responsible. Well, no, no, oh, no. no. I well, I went in
11: bed at eight o'clock.
1: So so coming out. You're coming yes. out. I'm coming out. Dean Kelly Saunders, Jones. Kelly Jones. Oh, Stereophonic's coming has, out. Are you coming out? I come. Okay, uh, John. Where is, <laughs> is, it, is it? London is where yeah, it is. I love okay, the part that's with the you day. All right, that's perfect. Right, okay, a couple of stories. Uh, yep. First of all, you're threatening to come to Monaco.
11: Tell us more about that. I'd love to come. Grand Prix, fantastic. Uh, my favourite is, funny enough, apart from the race, the Monday afterwards, on the way back to the airport, you stop at the Grand Hotel, down, take the old funicular down, the beach club there for lunch before you get the last plane home.
1: See, so can you be our social secretary for this? Uh, I'd love to Because it sounds like you're all over it. You've done Monaco many times before.
11: Yeah, beautiful, great, okay. fantastic. And Great you, occasion.
1: Do you have to give it a year off to recover from being Brazil No, 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 no,
11: no, 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 no. <laughs> but it is a long weekend, dear, oh dear, uh, honestly. It is. Yeah, three days later, you still think you're not know, rocking on the boat.
1: <laughs> rocking on the boat, baby. <laughs> right now, Alan has got the best half marathon story I've ever heard. Oh, okay. My... Are you ready for this? Paula Radcliffe, you ready for this? I'm ready. I'm okay, ready. Steve
11: are you ready for ready, this? Ready. Team,
1: you ready for this? Yay! Okay.
11: Tell us your half marathon story. Well, first of all, it's been very unprofessional. Unlike right the greats I'm sitting next to. Yes. It's very unprofessional. I was playing for Spurs on the Saturday away from home. I think we're up at West Brom somewhere and we got a win and a good game scored. So as you do on the bus coming back, Few drinks, you know, celebrating. Uh I was living in Hartford at the time, hit the local pub, great. About quarter past ten, so I've had a few, right? Saturday night, lovely. Quarter past ten, door knocks, in comes a me, he says, Brilliant. I'll Have a quick pint. Don't forget tomorrow, I'll pick you up six <laughs> fifteen. I said, No, 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 no. I'm not golfing tomorrow. Not a chance. No, 6, I'm 6, celebrating tonight. Six fifteen AM Sunday right. morning. I went, okay. nah, nah, I'm not golfing. He says, No you dear it's the Wellingarn City, half marathon. I went, yeah. He said, you pledged you'd run in that. I went, no chance. I can't do that. He says, you can. You've already taking a lot of money. You're running. I'm picking you up quarter past. So I get back home, get the usual. Where have you been? Look at the time. Da-da-da-da. I said, never mind that. Is there any? Have I got any running shoes here? <laughs> he says, no. But there was a pair of blue Adidas Gazelles. You know the leisure Rick wear? <laughs> well, they'll have to do. Oh, no. So anyway, I get picked up at quarter past six. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. There I am at the start. Bang, the gun goes off. And halfway round, I was so bored. I thought I'd better put a sp- spurt on here. I didn't enjoy it. It was murder. <laughs> but I actually finished quite strong, thirteen point one mile, and I'd done a one thirty-two. 132. Oh. 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 The winner, the winner was 107, though. You know that is unbelievable. But I done a 132. Well, yes. I couldn't walk for ten days. I couldn't train. I got flying right. two weeks. By the weeks way, you sent forward for Spurs at the time. Yeah, and because you ran in the gazelles. Don't that, run in the gazelles. Well, it's a different fitness. Crammy, you would know that from running to football it was totally different. It is, but that's impressive. I've, I've met a few footballers over
9: there because back in the 80s, a few. We had Kevin Keegan ran Great North Run. There was a yep. lad called Nick Pickering you might remember. I Nick know. Lovely Nick, Nick guy. So Nick the other day, Nick was a good run. I think. He ran an hour 20 something. Oh, no. oh, no, 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 no. Not in gazelles, mate. Not, not, I'm pretty sure, knowing Nick, not having, having the preparation. You know, that you had. yesterday,
11: he came on yesterday, you and Thomas. I done him. He's at 140. I'm like, get in there. So you've but, been yeah, talking that half more than yes. Come on,
1: Helen. Yes. All right. Impressive. So, so, how about London Marathon, Virgin Money London Marathon next year, Alan can't, No,
11: impossible. After you, the you, half marathon, I could not do it. Well, film we've already on. ordered the Gazelle. Everyone
1: mate. says that after their first half
10: <laughs> no.
11: marathon. Okay. My, my daughters have ran London, Paris, <laughs> they, they love it, but I couldn't do it. My back would just give in.
1: How many years ago was this approximately this half marathon? 84. Uh, 84. Mm -hmm. So 84. That'd be 35 years Mm -hmm. in between half half marathons or
11: marathons. Come on, you got to do that. No, I can't. can't. (laughs) Lovely. Dinsans had asked me. He said, "Well, what sort of weight were you then?" I said, "1310." What you know? I said, (laughs) (laughs) "1410." Right, you gotta go. You gotta go back on the show. Okay. Uh, Good luck. Good luck, Sunday.
4: The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show
0: with Sky Virgin Radio. Location, location, location is in its 32nd series and celebrating 20 years on the air, which officially makes it more epic than Game of Thrones. Here to tell us the (laughs) secret. Secrets behind its success, the property profit, the mistress of moving, the wonderful Kirsty Allsop. Good morning, Kirsty. Okay, more epic than
1: Game of Thrones. I don't think so. Well, of course, you, no, 32 don't series, so. that's a marathon in itself, isn't it?
12: It is. It's a ultra. In It is an ultra, it's isn't
1: ultra. it? It could be even the Disabler standard, yeah. couldn't it? <laughs> Sorry, we're getting nerdy here now. All uh, right, so uh, first um, series was when it's not been one a year. Sometimes you double up, don't you?
12: So, well, this is the thing, but Channel 4 and, and, and Phil and I are in dispute because we say it's 23 series and right. they say it's... Uh, 32. So we have, in our minds, we've done uh, 23. Well, why
1: is the discrepancy?
12: Because they split it up, you know, in different ways. So we sort of make it in blocks every year. But uh, of the 20 years, sometimes we have done... Actually two huge blocks.
1: Alright, so so from your side of the fence you're looking at twenty three. Three series. They're okay. looking at thirty two
12: series. But it's twenty years, well whichever way you Twenty look at years, it, whichever 20
1: way you there are more more, more than one way skinning a cat, even in yeah. television. Yeah. Alright, so how, how has it developed? How has it changed?
12: Not at all and lots. <laughs> um That's
1: a good answer, actually. So, it's quite, it's quite yeah, zen that.
12: It's um it hasn't changed in that we do exactly what we always did, which is that we help families and couples and brothers and sisters and the different people you have buying houses, find a home. It's always been about finding a home. It's never been an investment show. And obviously it's changed in that lots of things have changed. And we had a big meeting a couple of days ago about how we were going to celebrate the 20 years. And one of the things we really want to do is look at the stats and how things have changed. You know, like the average age of buying a first home has shot up in the last 20 years. Uh You know, and and there are lots of different myths around buying a home, how hard it is and stuff which, you know, we wanted to look at. And it's fascinating.
1: Uh, Right, uh, so Kirsty, question here. Um, from for Kirsty and Phil because you do speak on behalf of Phil he speaks I on do. behalf yes, of you I do yes we both do yeah. uh, Barry from Stroud would like to know Yes, uh, my wife and I are currently looking for a new home and would love Kirsty and Phil to get involved how quickly can they be around uh, Would they be able to help with the next week or so
12: uh, funnily enough we <laughs> are filming a new series of Location right. Location Location you should go on the Channel 4 website Uh, Go to the take part section and see if you can get on, because I'd love... Did did you say Stroud? Barry from Stroud. Oh, great, because at the moment we're like going so far away from home. Yes. And everyone, people say, oh, you always go to London. I'm like, we're never close enough to London. Right. So I'm off to Leeds uh, next week, and definitely we're looking for someone. So Stroud, yeah, go on the channel. You must know the country quite well now, mustn't you? Do you know, Chris, it's a huge privilege. I was in... Who knows about Staffordshire Oat Cakes... Was yeah. I the last person to learn about Staffordshire I, don't, I cakes. still don't know about no. them, I grew up so around there. I went to Stoke yesterday. Yes. So I'm on the train, and I'm tweeting them going to Stoke, and I get these tweets saying, oh, have some Staffordshire oat cakes, have some Staffordshire oat cakes. <laughs> so I, I sent a text to my boss saying, can you get us some Staffordshire oatcakes cakes? Because everyone's saying I need to try them. Oh, my God. They're oatmeal pancakes, basically. Not like an oat cake as we know it at all. Like a pancake... Mm. Absolutely delicious, and you can have them with anything. And then everyone started tweeting me with what you're supposed to have them with. So some people are marmite, some people are marmalade, some people are cheese, some people are sausage and beans. They would be a brilliant so marathon. So hungry food. all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be a brilliant now. pre-marathon food, a staff chariot.
1: Okay, it's funny because pancakes are different because you got your Dutch pancakes, you got no. your standard pancakes, you got your American pancakes, no. haven't you? You got your uh, Chinese pancakes as well. Yeah. Um, no. I just thought of a new show for you. What? We could do it. You know, the, the best Britain's favourite. Cause we all like those shows. Yeah. Britain's favourite eponymous food. So uh, the the single food item named after where it comes from, and the best one of that. So you'd have your Staffordshire oatcake, you'd, you'd have your Melton you'd have your Mowbray port pie, yep. you? you? could have various cheeses, you would have to yep. pick one. Your I Lincolnshire, sausages. Lincolnshire sausages, your um, Lincolnshire sausages. You'd have your uh, Bakewell tart, Cheddar. that's got to be in the top five. See, so yeah. here's a show waiting to happen, isn't yeah. it?
12: No, absolutely. do no, you think so? Yeah. And yeah. you could have
1: the vote online, and you could get yeah. it all going on Twitter. Yeah. and that's
12: yeah. be fantastic. That's the show. That's the show yeah. for you.
1: No. So, so location, location, live, featuring Britain's most loved eponymous food <laughs> snack.
12: <laughs> well, funnily enough, after the Staffordshire oatcakes, now I am determined because I was quite shocked that 20 years are going around the country and i'd never come across this delicious uh-huh. item so now i'm gonna like next week when i'm off to leeds i'm gonna find out what is the food i need to head for in leeds okay
1: so Ke- kevin um kevin mcleod does something in a, in a, on the same subject as you houses mm-hmm. but he builds houses yes. okay so yes. i phoned him up the other day we were talking about houses and i said you know do you know any houses for sale? He said, you, don't, I, I don't know you need to build one <laughs> and he just he has no interest at all in buying a house no. he thinks he's mental no. he says you have to build a house Chris yeah. have you ever yeah. thought about building your own Because I don't want to build a house it takes
12: forever <laughs> it takes he said, forever. No,
1: no no it'll be fine I'll help you build a house <laughs> yes. yeah.
12: I don't no. build, Kevin don't no. want to build a house I haven't got time no I mean he he is extraordinary Kevin because I long for him to say at the end they spent this but it's worth this yes. and they will never put that in I the show I quite like that though don't you yeah I'd love to know because you know they always go over budget and mostly kind of divorce and remarry and you know. well a lot of
1: them have babies don't they they have, they have like sort of um, virgin births don't they because yeah. if Kevin McLeod comes near you you get pregnant yeah. is that right yeah
12: well, he does look after seven <laughs> he kids. Does. Yeah, has yeah. He's got seven children. Well, he, he, he his Somehow. story is what? very complicated okay. and rather go, wonderful, let's but not seven go there. kids. Let's yeah, not go there. yeah.
1: Okay. We've got a build a house. Why do you yeah. build a house? I want to build a house. You must build a house. I will come yeah. and help you build a house. Yeah. yeah. All right. you've got to be up at three o'clock every morning. I'm going to build a house? I've got twins. We got like a million
0: children.
4: <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky, the best entertainment all in one place. Virgin Radio.
0: Our next guest has one voice box, but over 350 voices. <gasps> now along with his impressionist dream team. He's bringing dead ringers live to the Barbican in London for only five shows next month. Please welcome the quite brilliant John Culshaw. Good morning, John. Good morning. Thank
13: you for having me. A joy to join you. Uh,
1: What do you think about uh, the news this morning that Donald Trump is coming to the UK for a state's visit? It's going
13: to be so fantastic. I love this country. I'm going to be so happy to be here. I'm going to see all the places I never saw last time. I'm going to Stratford-upon-Avon, birthplace of William Shatner. It's going to be so great. Oh, the gift that keeps on taking. (laughs) As are you,
1: as are you, my friend. So 350 voices, do you know because you've counted them or has somebody counted them on your behalf?
13: I think... I think it was a, just a broad estimation. If you count up all the ones you've ever done, including Wurzel Gummidge, John Major, those going way, way back. What's your newest one? Uh, I think there's uh, the politician called Richard Bergen, who is one of those who doesn't answer the question. And he's got the sort of voice that you'd expect more on Gogglebox than in the House Commons. So he's going to be interesting.
1: He's going. Do you think he's going to rise to more
13: prominence? Uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> I imagine so. Those who are characterful and memorable, you know, you just notice them. You go, oh, there's one. Right, w- we'll was keep-
1: Jacob Rees-Mogg? a gift for
13: you or not? Yes, he was. He was um, almost, you know, there was that time, you know, David Cameron and Nick Clegg were the characters were a bit bland. Yep. And then in comes Boris, you know, quantitative easing uh, for impersonation characters. And Rhys Mogg is one of those. Uh, very much, you know, like Walter the Softie from the Beano. Um, or sort of adapt to Brian Sewell. Take a Brian Sewell <laughs> and take away all the likability and you're somewhere there
1: <laughs> right so dead ring is 2002 it began where
13: was it born in whose head in whose bathroom i think it was uh, it was bill dare the producer a very prolific uh, comedy producer and we actually did the pilot show on my birthday, June the 2nd, 1999 was the first pilot and um, it was first on the radio in 2000, TV in 2002 but yeah, Bill Dare would have thought of it, he produced Spitting Image in the in the oh, mid-90s. Oh
1: my giddy, what a pedigree uh, Right, Dead Ringers on the road, Dead Ringers live at the Barbican, five shows there, obviously and there's the rest of the country that would like to see you, this is, d- don't try and make out this isn't some kind of pilot run for a big <laughs> nationwide tour because it obviously is, where are you going first? Uh, well, Aberdeen. <laughs> when we we don't know yet. There is going to be
13: one, oh, but good, as to exactly good. where, I think they'll figure that out. All right, okay. this is just to test the format. Run how, it in a bit,
1: how's it? How's it going to differ? I mean, you, obviously it's got to be bigger, hasn't it? It's got to be sort of more hyperbole, hasn't it? It's got to be. What have you done? Are the yes. spaceships?
13: Uh, <laughs> I, I Are the lasers? So. I hope so. Will there be a, a hologram? I think we need to write all of this down and make sure that that's what we, that's what we do it'll be quite similar to the radio show lots of topical stuff yeah. you know uh, stuff written day by day along with some of the old favourites some of the classics ok so who's going to be in the gang uh, there'll be myself Jan Ravens uh, Lewis MacLeod, right. who is uh, enormous fun to work with He is the most infectious laugh that I can think of Duncan Wisby yeah. um, playing all the music and, and so on
1: who's the greatest because you, I think you're the greatest I think you and Steve Coogan because you're not impressions you recreators. You go beyond impression. Oh. I think. I think. I think. Steve is fascinating. Steve oh, yes. I think he's on a different level. I don't know where he, which level that is, and how you get there. I don't <laughs> know with elevators, lifts. I've got no idea. You, you have to be loaded in by helicopter. But he's <laughs> yes. he's different because it comes from deep within, oh, doesn't it, it? Really
13: does. It really does. And his sense of comedy oh. logic. And the way he describes it in such a very easy, matter-of-fact way, he just—he just knows the nub of where to make something funny and how to make a character memorable. I—I I loved his Stan Laurel. Okay, what else is going on with you? Um, what else is going on? Yeah, we got the Dead Ringers tour. I'm, um. Uh, a judge on the Astronomy Photographer of the Year uh, coming up soon at, right. uh, over at Greenwich Observatory, uh, and I'm doing a, a tour of my own at the end of the year, um, October and November, called the Great British Takeoff.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
13: <laughs> and that's where, that's just that's much more of a loose, more of a spontaneous thing. So oh, I, I, I see it. where it goes,
1: John. I absolutely love it. Okay, so we're what 17 years into. No, uh, no, no, so 19, no, 20 years, it's 20th 20, anniversary. good heavens. Is that why you're doing this? No,
13: it could be. Well, I, I, I don't think consciously, I think everybody just thought, you know, th- this is something we've not done with the show yet. We've not done a live run in this kind of style. So it's perhaps a, about time. But yes, it just We got of,
1: hooked on the weekend, we do this a lot. We got hooked on, um, we were watching Sim- Simpsons interviews. So, okay, so w- the kids love this. When you go onto YouTube and watch interviews with the people who do the voices for the Simpsons. So you got... Harry, what's his name?
13: Oh, Harry Shearer. Harry
1: Shearer, and you got uh, the lady who does. um, Oh yeah, Nancy. Nancy Nancy, Cartwright. Nancy Cartwright. Who does does Bart? And they they can't believe that Bart's a woman, and she does this (laughs) interview as Bart, obviously as as a human being, you know. And she does all the nearly all the kids' voice on The Simpsons. Can you do a Bart? Because I've. Can you do? It? I've never come across a bloke who can do Bart because it, Bart is voiced by a woman, and therefore it's too big a jump, too big a leap. You know who does a great
13: Bart Simpson? Tell us. Bobby Davro. No! <laughs> really right, where is he? Get him on the phone. He does a great, he does this. Whoa! You know, it's kind yeah. of, he takes it to, he adds a bit of helium and, you know, whoa, do the boat, man. It's a bit like that.
1: That's a bit like Joe. You sound like um, Joe.
13: Yes, Joe Pasquale. Joe
4: Pasquale. Yeah, halfway towards him. I yeah,
13: suppose. I suppose, you know, start at David Beckham and then,
7: whoa! <laughs> <I'll>
4: take <laughs> it right up there. <laughs> the best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky, Virgin Radio.
0: They're the soundtrack to your life and they're back with the first single, Stuff Like That, from their 11th studio album in stereo Robert De Niro might be waiting but we're certainly not ladies and gentlemen please welcome the legendary banana rama yeah.
14: yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, he's very good,
1: isn't he? <laughs> <The> voice.
3: Yes. <laughs> oh,
1: it's a... really <laughs> annoying now. <laughs> <laughs> we get this from every guest. Okay. It's so it's it's well written. Yeah. It's beautifully announced. It okay. is. He's got the res. Fantastic resonance. And he's not exactly um, difficult on the eye. Yeah, is he? Easy on the eye. <laughs> yeah. We as should as
14: take a... him with us on tour. Okay. Calm down, <laughs> ladies. Okay. It's getting very inappropriate. Actually, to already. be
1: honest, have him now. <laughs> Oh, okay, uh, Sarah and Karen, welcome to the program. Thank, uh, thank you. Here we go. So, are you still the biggest-selling girl band of all time in the world? It's had
3: the most, most charted hits. hits that's still, what it is. Yes. So,
1: yes. So, is anybody breathing down your neck? Do, is anybody we have to worry about or maybe kill off quietly? No,
3: no. So, so how
1: many are we talking? How many singles?
3: I think it's about thirty. Thirty yeah.
1: top tens.
3: No, they
1: don't count those.
3: No. Okay, all right. So, th- but that's okay. It's charted. 40, 40, still
1: impressive. Thirty yeah. singles yeah. that have charted. And bad. so you, you're going to increase that now because you you have got a new single out. Uh, stuff like that is out now. The album in stereo is out now. It's the eleventh studio album. When did all this start? How excited are you about it? How
3: does it compare to the others nowadays? We oh well, it. the album's out this week, so that's fantastic. Yeah. The single has really taken off, and it, no one could be more surprised than us.
14: This <laughs> <Which laughs> is um,
3: just great. This is,
14: the, this is the first time we've actually we we had we didn't have a deal, but we had been recording between all the live stuff we did. Right. We we love writing songs, so we did. Um, we just thought, well, let's do it ourselves because that's the beauty of these days, isn't it? Yeah, you can. Everything's do- accessible, yeah. so we actually for the first time own our own products. Oh, how does that mm, feel? Great. Yes.
1: Okay, are, you, are you 50-50 or is it 49-51? Who wears the trousers no, here? No, 50. 50-50, 50/50. 50/50. Oh. straight, down, <laughs> the <middle>. straight <laughs> down the middle. Straight
3: down the middle.
1: have you done a deal with yourselves? So, so, have you done a three al- Can you give yourself a three album deal now?
3: Yes. <laughs> yes, we're signed for life. <laughs> to yourselves. <laughs> yes. How does it work? Seriously,
1: how does it work? Do you have
14: do you I, have I, a contract we... <laughs> between yourself? Do you shake hands <laughs> no, Do you?
3: We,
1: uh,
14: no. are you no, kissing yeah. a
1: squeeze? (laughs) Oh.
14: no we've got we've got a company yeah,
3: right okay which we've had what is it called for... is it called bunch of what in Ooh, a bunch yeah. it's not
14: is it yeah. it is yeah <laughs> we've been in a we've bunch since we were about
3: 18 <laughs> oh, right that's so
1: cool isn't it? Yeah. okay so you so you got your album out now um, you, you've done some, you've announced some dates but the the London dates are sold out now you're playing Borderline in London and you're playing Amira in London yeah two brilliant venues I mean well, we've never done we've not done to oh
14: Borderline is legend oh, yes. I mean like is it who hasn't played at the Borderline I think I've been there but I haven't played there haven't
1: there's one in Manchester there. there's one in London and they're both they're, they're so I mean if you want a crack it night out go and see somebody who's good at yeah. what they do in oh, Borderline
14: brilliant well we wanted to do small fan shows and we're doing, doing Q&A's like Q&A, yeah.
1: what about Madonna playing uh, Eurovision what about that you know she's playing half time I
14: no idea she's playing half
1: time at, no at Eurovision because I was listening to that I was thinking oh, I bet she'd kill for that song <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I could hear. Could you hear it? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember which song it reminded me of. She's she's no, doing Eurovision. Eurovision. She's no, she's the halftime entertainment at Eurovision. Wow. Oh, yeah, no, I
3: did read that. Yeah. I didn't. Why? Why would? You, why, what's the reason? I don't know. Wrong?
1: I don't know. But everybody's very excited about it. It's in it's, Israel. It's in August, and uh, people. I think it's in August.
3: No, uh, Eurovi- Eurovision is in May.
1: Okay, May. Okay, but it's in Israel, it's in May. Okay,
3: all right, all right, well done. Congratulations. Okay, obviously, obviously. <laughs> who, who does on May protecti- the it team?
1: Quite protective about it, it seems, as well. Okay,
3: well, you know. Okay, are you going? No, but we might be having a little <laughs> themed party. Louncy dress. dress. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Justin Timberlake play at
1: your vision yes did. it. All
3: right.
14: Well
1: Current. remembered. Okay, stand by celebrity mastermind because <laughs> Sarah's coming your way and your vision <laughs> is the topic. So, uh, did you have any dealings with Madonna in the 80s?
3: We did, met her We uh, met her on a very first tour In LA backstage Yeah And she said she used to dance To our in songs New, Oh that's good In it? New York That's the good dance Satera, I think Cher it? was there Sure sure. Uh, hang on a yeah. minute what, Cher was there
14: Madonna was there yeah. Was it your backstage Or her backstage, no, her backstage. No, her backstage. Madonna's backstage yeah. Yeah. On the Like a Virgin tour yeah. Wasn't it first,
1: Okay. So time uh, Those stadium tours very Of Madonna's little. in the 80s They were mega Weren't they Yeah They, they were. were Unbelievable yeah. They were naughty They were funny The costumes were amazing And it was it just when The stadium sold a solo tour had exploded it was Michael Jackson first it was Madonna second and together they sort of ruled the roost didn't they around the world with that yeah but great performers no awesome what's the biggest gig have you done Rio have you done Rio
14: no, we've done some pretty big ones. We once. did the Grand Prix in, in um, Singapore. Singapore we did the Hong big. Kong handover was probably the biggest. The Hong Kong handover? In 97, which was Blimey. huge.
1: Imagine being yeah. me mean the music huge. booker for the Hong Kong handover. It's the government. Han- Sorry, handover. It was the government. Because <laughs> <The next laughs> <movie. laughs> all I remember is Chris Patton's speech. Do you remember Chris Patton's we speech? We were there for it. Were you really?
3: Yeah. We
1: Blimey. Star right? act. Okay. <laughs>
3: Just tell us more about that. Can't game. remember. <laughs> that, <laughs> it was in that one of their huge uh, park. Yeah, you top the was bill a for that. Giant park. Banana Rama. Who does know? If
1: somebody eh? said, okay, who um, who who <laughs> topped the bill at the Hong Kong handover ceremony? I'd think like Dame Kiri Tacano or somebody like that. I know it's an odd choice, wasn't it? But you went down very <laughs> well, though, didn't you? In
14: hindsight, yes, yeah, yeah, it really. did. Yeah.
3: What about
1: uh, the Spice the pub. <laughs> Spice Girls um, tour, the Spice World Twenty Nineteen? Yeah, Are you going? Yeah,
3: that's interesting. Yeah, my daughter really wants to go. She was tiny when they they started, and she always used to say, "But well, you weren't as famous as them, mummy. though, were, you? And you were. You were yes. massive. Thank, Thank you. you, Emma.
14: Emma Bunton. I remember Emma Bunton saying, "We were the first show." That she ever came yeah. to she in
3: 89 so at people. Wembley Arena. No, yeah. I'd like to see
14: them. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to. When are they playing? Uh, they're, play-
1: they're playing, I think it's 13 stadiums now. Is it? Wow. And they started with six and extended it to 13. Yes,
14: I thought there was only three. How amazing.
1: Uh, gangbusters. Rehearsal's already going, uh, apparently going very, very well. But they, like you, you, now and again, don't require a third, but sometimes you welcome a third. They they don't require a fifth, but would welcome a banana. Ra- Imagine that, one of the bananas or both mm. the bananas from the Ramas. Maybe you can get a guest sp- us. <laughs> sp- <that would laughs> well, they're doing that. You know they're inviting people on. <laughs> Come on, there's got to be. We haven't a,
14: had the call yet. There's got to be a
1: to twist say. in this fruit bowl, hasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> do you think so? The Spice Girls with added banana. Oh come on! <laughs> banana spice. Yeah, Justin yes. <laughs> supporting as well now, and and Rick Astley's out there would take that at the moment. I All know. this kind of stuff, yep. and you know that only too well. Yeah, he's, I know.
14: of he's he's our band. Up our band. <laughs> has
1: he has Rick Astley stolen your band, or did you borrow his and and now you're sort yeah. of? No, t- uh, it's
14: we a bit of a mismatch. Man. Yeah, we kind of. It's first come, first serve. There's yeah. two
1: sides to this story. <laughs> yeah. it's like that... They're
14: just too good, aren't they?
1: It's like that Sky Atlantic um, series, The Affair. Have you seen that? And You yes. see it from her point of view and his point of view. Yeah, that, yes. That's
0: you and Rick Astley, that's all right.
4: <laughs> The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with
0: Sky Virgin Radio. Our next guest rose to fame in Pirates of the Caribbean and The Hunger Games. Now he's starring in the new gritty East London crime thriller The Corrupted in cinemas Friday, 10th of May. Please welcome the ever-so-charming, total geezer, Class... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sam Claflin! <laughs> oh, it's all going so badly.
15: No, well. <laughs> uh, Sam, how you doing? I'm good, okay, I'm good, You I'm look good. very well, my friend. Oh, I don't know about that, but thank you. No, seriously, dude. You he guys looked- are running marathons, and I... No, I he's just- not, because he forgot to enter. <laughs> oh... He did really? You yeah. not heard? He uh, no. he hardly ever reminds me about
1: that. Yeah. Uh, your new movie, your you star in this movie, The Corrupted, with the all new Timothy Spall
15: because he's all new now, isn't he? He's what? a different Timothy Spall. <laughs> he's I mean he's still the same old Timothy Spall in Inside. the weight and character that he has. Yeah. But um, no, I mean yeah, he, he's a, he's new and improved he's a man. Isn't yeah, he? he is. He is. It's a darker side of him as well in this film, which is quite interesting to see really come out of him. So
1: um, okay, Hugh here. Yeah. The show. Uh, What's not to like about this? So take us through (laughs) the plot of the movie. The Corrupted, it's out, cinemas, 10th of May.
15: Um, Well, The Corrupted takes place um, initially around the the, the sort of beginnings of the Olympics in in London. Um, it, It follows the money and land grabbing that went on uh, in the east end of London. It's a true story. It's inspired by true events. It's based on true events. Yeah. Loosely, loosely based on true events. No real people were involved in the making of this story. Things like Um, this, similar to this, did happen. Yes. There was, there was massive corruption in the government and the police force, um, in basically aiding and uh, abetting kind of gangsters grabbing land in the east end of london in order to sell it for a higher price before knowing the olympics was coming our way is that prove um, is that proven i i th- i have a i i don't, alleged, I don't it's alleged yeah, it, i Let's think say it's alleged, alleged. Okay. It, 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 it's it's sort of rumoured you know like but i think it's one of those things that is almost sort of certain but no one knows for sure all right so alleged goings Um, on there's no evidence necessarily
1: uh, inspired by things that may or may not have happened
15: are an unfold in your movie yes so that that sort of is, is the opening of the movie and then um it sort of takes place post olympics my character's been in prison for armed robbery and he's coming out trying to kind of woo you know win his family back um but my little brother who's actually played by my little brother. Um, right. Yeah, my little brother is is my younger brother. Did you brother, get him the gig? No, no, actually he got himself the gig. Did you get quite... you the gig? <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> um no, I mean he he got him he won himself the part like well he went done. and auditioned. Um I may or may not have mentioned his name as a, someone who should audition. That's allowed. Saying, that chemistry is there already. There's nothing to yeah, work. Look, for. we're like brothers. Well, we are. Um, <laughs> we actually look nothing like brothers. I think we could. They could have cast someone who looked more like my brother. Did they have to make him um, look a bit more like you, so people might believe it, even though he is. Well, I think what what's amazing, uh, what's amazing is they kind of made us look very, very different. Like he is the the current London, whereas my character was hard, old hard man East London. And London um,
1: did change. The Olympics did change the the East end of london it's
15: completely transformed geographically
1: of course it did uh, from a commercial point of view but
15: also from from a philosophical point of view it's a different world isn't it now and so that that's my characters coming back into the east end after eight years in prison and kind of going like wow everything's transformed when did we win this bid when did we get the internet (laughs) um so it's 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 kind of amazing in that sense you sort of see the new the new east end as it's not really been seen on film before um, and, uh, it, yeah, if it it my little brother's being dragged into the underground and my character's trying to help him and, uh, exactly. win the war.
1: Very interesting dynamics. You know, it's, it's just fascinating. And you, you know, when you get yourself and Hugh Bonneville and Timothy Sports to say yes to a script, you have to believe in it. It has to be of a certain standard. And this uh, certainly is. Um, now a lot of people who don't live in London, they don't realize that. You know, if you live in the on the west side of London and you're shooting a movie in the east end of London... Oh, that's right. That's, that's just around the corner. It can take you forever. You yeah. might as well be shooting in Edinburgh, mightn't you? <laughs> if you're coming from Ealing, the, your sort of area, acting kind of area, to the east end. I mean, OK, you know, as the crow flies, it's not that far. However... There's a lot of things in between you and it. It's like a massive sort of tough mother. A lot isn't of traffic. It? <laughs> a lot a, a
15: massive tough mother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it takes me as long sometimes to get to the east end of London than it does for me to get to Norfolk where my parents are. Like yeah, it's, or Paris. Yeah, yeah or exactly. Like yeah, same, it's same quite commute. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Do you know, what? I actually read once, uh, the, there was a newspaper article a few years back about, and it was comparing the commute from Paris to London or from the outskirts of London in, you know, some people do the Paris to London on a daily basis. Yeah, and they yeah. said the cost of living and the way of life in Paris is so much better to have the two-hour commute that way instead of sitting in a car on a motorway for two hours. Okay, so,
1: and uh, of course, this is all typified, <laughs> magnified, if, if you like, ex- exemplified this morning by, by your commute today t- to get here. Yeah, so apologies <laughs> again. <laughs> no, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, but also what people don't realise is that the, the, the dome, the O2, is actually quite far away. I live in Windsor. Guess how many miles is, it is to go from the O2 round the M25 to Windsor. How many miles do you think it is?
3: 67. Oh, 70. Have you been looking? <laughs> no. Is it 70? Is it's actually. 60, 70. Seventy. I thought it
1: was Crikey.
3: quite a lot. It is a lot, Well, I was well, thinking it's a
5: lot. Uh, oh, God. Didn't ask the travel person. She can to uh, get oh, that yeah, right. Yeah, you should have asked wrong, me. Of course she I doesn't travel. I'd have said
15: 12. Uh, <laughs> Okay, what would you have said, Sam? I, I, I would have said Two. I, 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 <laughs> I would have said I would have asked my driver. I, 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 Not I don't today. Know. <laughs> he wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. No, I, I, I have absolutely no idea. My mileage in in London is really, really, really bad.
1: All right, pal. Uh, Listen, I know you're you're uh, doing the rounds uh, with this, the corrupted in cinemas from uh, 10th of May. Do watch the trailer. Go online, watch it now, Sam. You're always welcome on this
15: program. Thank you. Oh, I'm very happy to be. Here. This is your new home, and this is I, our new I, I'd love to come like? and visit again. I yeah, do. very, I very much. much.
4: Everybody, really well, nice thank, thank, thank you. Thank you. The best of the Chris Evans Breakfast Show with Sky Virgin Radio. Thank
15: you so
1: much for listening to this, the podcast of the Virgin Radio Breakfast Show. Don't forget, you can subscribe and get it every week from wherever you get your podcast, and you will never miss the weekly roundup of all the best bits from our Virgin Radio Breakfast Show with Sky.